Welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. I'm Vince Quinn here with you, and joining me, this is, I mean, from a hell of a situation here, Cole Thompson from Fansided, who happens to be in Houston. Cole, what is it like being a sports guy in Houston right now? Vince, I'm not going to lie. It is a rough time, more than just because of the Deshaun Watson situation, but then you watch one of your best players in George Springer sign a $190 million deal to stay in the AFC, I mean, the AL division to go to the Toronto Blue Jays and only make that roster even better than what it is. And on top of all that, then you lose James Harden. You're also seeing Victor Oladipo kind of have some injuries. It is a weird time to be a Houston sports fan. And more than that, if Deshaun Watson gets traded, all bets are off for whatever happens in the future with this franchise. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, Because you see this news with Matthew Stafford that he wants out of Detroit. And obviously for them, they've been bad for a really long time. But for the Houston Texans to be where they were just a year ago, where they're in the playoffs and beating the Chiefs at, for at least a quarter of a game, and then uh, you know a year later he wants out, like what happened with Deshaun Watson that it got this bad? So I reached out to a couple people just trying to figure out the kind of situation. And right now, there still is no forcible trade. He has not said, I would like to be traded, which means his no trade clause still is in effect. And when he signed his deal in September, he was actually seen crying to reporters saying how much he loved the city of Houston for taking a chance on him out of Clemson, especially with multiple injuries, including that 2017 rookie year 20 CL. So what really I think this really boils down to is how – Cal McNair and Jack used to be made it so publicly official with the news of the Bill O'Brien firing. They came out and they spoke to reporters and they said, Deshaun is going to have a voice in the hiring of our next GM, of our next head coach. Well, Nick Casario, as qualified as he is, 19-year vet, won six Super Bowls with the Patriots, helped develop three of those rosters as the player personnel. He wasn't informed of the situation. He wasn't informed that Casario was going to be the hire. So, it automatically was kind of a slap in the face when you announce it to the media, to the public eye, to the city of Houston, that his voice is going to be heard. On top of that, then the Robert Sala news was kind of the bigger news because of Eric Bieniemy, although has received an interview, the other option for the team was Robert Sala. Sala did not receive an interview whatsoever with this franchise, so that really put another damper on the situation. And now we're going into the final week. We're going into conference championship week, and we still are not sure – if Eric Bieniemy will be brought in for a second interview, you're starting to see other names like Jim Codwell, Josh McCown, you know, a former quarterback who has yet to even coach a football team, be starting to get some buzz. I think Leslie Frazier, as well as a name, uh, Matt Eberflus from Indianapolis, is a big time name that's kind of making some strides. So there still is no direction, no concern. And after all this conversation that we can just go through, it, it basically goes back to Deshaun Watson was told, my voice is going to be heard. And even though that you don't have to say that in the NFL, when you make that so public, you are going to have to deal with the, compli- the complications and the replications from the situation. So that is where I think this whole thing boils down to. And Houston, as much as Nick Casario, I think, could do a lot to fix this franchise, they really have to fix their quarterback situation. They have to fix that bond before they can fix anything else. Well, yeah, and and so I want to follow up with that. And we're talking with Cole Thompson, who's an NFL writer for Fansided. Because uh, um, here's the thing now. is like you're in this coaching search, and you know he's miserable about DeAndre Hopkins and how he got dealt and the GM situation, how that went down. Like, is there pressure? What kind of pressure is there to get a guy that Deshaun Watson wants in order to keep him happy? 
would say yes and no because at the end of the day, the best way to look at this is if you go get your guy, whoever that is, whether that be Eric Bannemi, whether that be Leslie Frazier, whether that be Jim Codwell for a year, at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson will be under contract with the Texans until 2025. Now, he could request out, but keep this in mind. If the Houston Texans realize what they have in front of them, Deshaun Watson could sit out next season, the team could tank, and his draft value is not going to get any lower. When you look at the top four quarterbacks listed by Pro Football Focus in stats with every single statistical category, deep ball, accuracy, uh, under pressure, moving outside the pocket, the top four were Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. All four of them are playing this weekend for an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson was number five right behind them. So that value is going to stay exactly right where it is. But at the end of the day, it's always better to have the quarterback that's already under contract, already being paid, already shown that he is the future of the franchise and can be really, really effective with the right roster in front of him. You want to try and keep him and you want to make him happy. But if you don't believe Eric Bieniemy is the best fit for your team, Deshaun is either going to have to do one or two things. He's going to have to understand that this is still a team that he does not run, he does not own, he does not have any technical viewership of, or he could go ahead and say, I want out. And at that point, it will be up to Casario to get the right deal. Now, there is a report out today that his number one choice would be to go to the New York Jets, his number two choice would be to the Miami Dolphins. When you look at both of these teams and their draft capital over the next two years, they are really, in my opinion, the only two teams that would have a even close to shot of finding a way to get him on their roster for 2021. Well, yeah, and let me ask you this, Cole, um, because my producer, James Graceffo, he's a Jets fan, he's going to be dying to know about this, is the idea that there's a lot being said about Deshaun Watson and Robert Sala and what that connection is and his interest in going to the Jets because of Sala. Like, what do you make of that relationship? How real is that connection? So that's a very weird question, I would have to say, because there is no connection between them. Now, the only connection that you could say that there is is Robert Sala worked for the Texans back in 2012 and 2011. So that's really the only connection between the two. But wow. everyone who reaches out to Sala and any single person who you've ever met talking to Sala just talks and raves about his leadership skills, not just as a coach, but as a person. Defenders find a way to reach out to him. Offensive players on the San Francisco 49ers have been a confidant to him. And he's just been able to connect with these players on a very personal level, something that Deshaun Watson has not had since joining an NFL team. And keep in mind, he was at a very personal level with Dabo Sweeney, his, his college coach at Clemson. And Dabo came out and said back when he was getting drafted, this is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. That is how talented Watson is. That's how big of an upside he can be. That's how much potential he has. So you have that connection built years and years and years, and he never had that with Bill O'Brien. So you want someone like that in the building, like an Eric Bieniemy, who's been doing that with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and the success you've seen with Patrick Mahomes under Eric Bieniemy, even though he doesn't call the plays. That is why I think you want someone like that. So Brian Flores, he is a tough, no-nonsense coach who knows how to win, and in my opinion, is the up-and-coming rising star in the coaching field. But Robert Sala is a player's coach. That is what he achieved greatness with at Clemson. That is what he is going to want to achieve. And that's why I think that that is his number one pick. 
So we're talking with Cole Thompson, who's an NFL writer for Fan Sided, located in Houston. And, and Cole, like, final question for you is, looking at Houston here, and we're talking a lot about Deshaun Watson and where the organization's been, J.J. Watt was really unhappy this year. I mean, do you expect J.J. Watt's going to be back? Do you think he goes elsewhere? Where's he playing next season? So I think he has to go elsewhere, and it's mainly because of the cap space situation. Now, you can keep J.J. Watt, but they have to find a way to free up $17.5 million going into 2021. That could mean a multiple number of things. You could get rid of guys like Bernard McKinney, David Johnson, Duke Johnson, uh, Sanito Kelamente. You can restructure contracts, but then you keep Watt. Or you let go of Watt, who is nothing short of deserving of one chance to try and win a Super Bowl in his Hall of Fame three-time Defensive Player of the Year award career, and you get to keep those other players. So the, the reality is, you're either really starting to rebuild and keeping a franchise guy because of you want him on your team, and then after that, he may not resign with you when his contract's up in 2022, or you let him go, you let him try to win a championship, you get something back in return in draft capital for him, plus a compensation pick that would come in 2022, and you keep this rebuild going. I think that's something that Nick Casario really has to break down. Casario is one of those guys who, as much as I know he respects the Texans organization, he doesn't owe Watt anything. He has not been around Watt. He has not been around the Houston Texans organization. And if Houston's trying to win now in a, in a lesser, in my opinion, lesser, busy AFC South, maybe letting go of Watt and keeping all this other talent is a lot more beneficial to the team's success for 2021. Yeah, certainly makes sense. And by the way, this is all from Cole Thompson. He's an NFL writer for Fansided. You can also find him on Twitter at Mr. Cole Thompson. Mr. Cole Thompson, thank you so much. Thanks, guys.